Good morning. Someone noticed that the word father appears in the dictionary just before the word fatigued and just after the word fathead. (laughs) So to all of us fatigued fathead fathers, happy Father's Day. Being a father is not an easy thing with children that talk different languages, seems like sometimes. We've got to interpret all that, you know. Today we say here the word bonnet, that means to us what? A hat. Kind of like what Audrey's got back there. But if you said the word bonnet over in England, you know what it means? Car hood. The hood of your car. Well, that's the, that, that really doesn't exemplify what I'm saying, but it kind of gives you an idea. In the interest of better transgenerational communication, here are some key phrases and their translations. I cannot finish my hamburger, meaning your son is eating enough. Or, I cannot finish my fish, meaning your daughter who does not like fish in the first place Figure she's eaten enough to satisfy you and will get a dessert. See? I can't finish my dessert. Translation uh, Your child is definitely sick and should be taken to the doctor. ASAP. I didn't do it. Translation It has not been conclusively proven that I did do it. Mommy said it's okay. Translation. I'm going to ask mom as soon as you say yes. Dad, can I have a dog? Translation. Well, your son wants a dog. Dad, can I have a boa constrictor? Meaning, your son wants a dog. But Craig's asking for something really awful. Put you in a better bargaining position. Now, there are other reasons, of course, why our languages are not the same, but I don't want to go into those reasons today. I just want to talk to you men here this morning, who are both fathers and grandfathers, about some of the things you and I can do to make ourselves better at where we're at. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this. Proverbs 22, verse 6. The message puts it this way. Point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. I like that verse. Dads, grandfathers, that's what we need to be doing. Let's look to God. And a word of prayer. Father, you are so good. We sang about that this morning. A good, good father. And thank you for being that good to us. Example for us to be to our children. Thank for everyone who's here this morning. Bless our day to be fruitful and a fun time. And 
honor our fathers, but mostly honor you. You set this all up anyway in the home. Thank for this time today. In Jesus' name, amen. We love our children and grandchildren and treat them well. Yet sometimes they turn away from us. Sometimes they journey on roads that we do not understand and or approve on or approve of. So what does this mean? Dads and grandfathers, how do we do this? A, a boy loves his mother but will follow his father. Some time ago I heard of a story about a humble, consecrated Christian father whose young son had become very ill. After his young boy had undergone an exhaustive series of tests, the father was told the shocking news. His son had a terminal illness. The youngster had lived a short life loving the Lord, though dad was certain he would be ushered into heaven. But he wondered, dad did, how, how am I going to tell my son he's dying? Here, one in the bloom of youth, and soon he would be dead. After earnestly seeking the direction of the Holy Spirit and what he should say to his son, he went with a heavy heart to the hospital ward to his son's bedside. First, he read a passage of scripture and had a time of prayer with his son. Then he gently told him that the doctors could promise him only a few more days to live. So the father, the dad said, son, are you afraid to meet Jesus? Blinking away a few tears, the little fellow said bravely, no, not if he's like you, dad. No, not if he's, not, if he's like you. I'm not afraid to meet him. Well, let's talk about ways to become a, a better father. This is important. Uh, we just got this information this week that in the U.S. alone, there are 20, not thousand, there are 20 million children without a biological father, a stepfather, or an adoptive father. 20 million children. You see how big this is? Uh, that figure just blew me away. That means one out of every four children in America are without a dad. I think this subject is important as we want to learn better how to do this. Now this is nothing you haven't heard before and, I, and you've heard it from me several times through the years but please let me remind you how are we going to carry on this business of raising our children our sons and daughters right number one now hear me out before you make a judgment here okay number one dads respect their children's 
mother. If you're married, keep your marriage strong. If not married, still show respect for the child's mother. You may not have to, or you don't agree with her, the ex, but that's still their mother. Respect. Because what happens? It provides a secure environment for them. In turn, the children feel accepted and respected. Uh, how does it look in the, in the, rea- in the real world? <coughs> how, what, what happens? How does this appear? In the home. For us dads to respect their, your children's mother. When the mom says, Johnny, pick up your clothes in your room. And your son or daughter doesn't even pay attention. To show respect to their mother, dad needs to step up and say, hey, did you hear what your mom just said? You do that. Now, you know what happens there? Very obvious. What happens there is we got two people in the same page. And the kid says, oh, I better get something done here. And it gives security, believe it or not. But when you enforce what she says, it's respecting her. And the children learn that. And they get respected and accepted and feel that way also. Number two, spend some time with your children. It says very loudly, you are important to me. If we don't, it says we are too busy to care for them, no matter what we say. I mean, you can say, I love you several times a day. But if you don't spend any time with your children, it means absolutely nothing. It means nothing. Time. Treasuring children often means sacrifice of other things. The things I want to do. I love little uh, two-seater sport cars. Well, I, and I had a little Mazda Miata the other day. We had some while back. And, and uh, I mean, it's only a two-seater. Now, that would have been very unwise for me to have that car while all three kids were home. Would it not? We can't all go together on that. I mean, we could have tried, but it wouldn't work. And, and then thing, I, I had a lot of motorcycles when I was younger. And can you imagine? All on me and three kids on the motorcycle. Well, that doesn't work. So there's things we have to put aside. Sacrifice. Things I want to do. Spend time with their children. With them, whatever they're doing. Spend time with them. I'm telling you what. Five, ten, fifteen minutes a day isn't going to cut it. That's not going to tell your child, your grandchild, 
and care for them. You're not going to do it. It takes more than that time with their children. Number three, <coughs> talk to your children with genuine interest. Sometimes the only time a child hears their father speak is in a critical, judgmental way. Hey, straighten up. What's wrong with you? Don't you know better than that? <coughs> you know what the natural response of a child to a father like that? Uh, I'm getting out of here. I, I, I'm pulling off of this business. He doesn't really care for me. So critical. Trying to always criticize or correct. I love what Ephesians 6.4 says in the message. Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Now, I have to say this. There's times dad needs to do this hard. But as a general rule, I don't think so. And, and let me read the rest of this. <coughs> Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. I like that. Take them by the hand. Lead them in the way of the master. Is it any wonder why children who are older don't want to be around their dad? Always critical. We'll talk more about that in our questions after the session here this morning. Talk to your children. When they're younger, find out what's going on. And we'll talk about that a little bit here too in the next phrase here. But uh, get to know them. Let them talk to you. Number four. Discipline with love. Not only a means of discipline, but a means of setting boundaries or limits. I read this. This is astounding to me. Some, some uh, uh, school officials decided one day they're going to take down this chain link fence from around their, the child's parent playground at school. Take them all down. We don't need them. When they did that, guess where the children congregated? Right in the middle of that playground. You never saw them going to the edges like they do when the chain link fences up. They stay right, cluster right in the middle. Meaning what? Meaning that, what's happening here? Children need and crave boundaries. Well, how do we do this? Well, moms and dads particularly, this is, and we can say to our children, this is not acceptable at, in this household, and that is acceptable. And there will be some consequences if you don't abide by these rules. When discipline is necessary, 
statements like this can be made. Hear me, please, when I say this. There's times, been times when I've taken my children into the back bedroom, we live in the trailer house, and we took her in the back of the other end of the trailer. And uh, <clears throat> I would tell them, no child of mine is going to go to hell for telling a lie. Now bend over. Punishment is ministered, but then <clears throat> discipline with love. We will close the session with son, daughter, do you know that I love you? Invariably, they would come, throw their arms around me. Yes, I know that. Well, now, <clears throat> I say, well, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? Well, let's see what the Bible says about this whole issue. I want you all to take your, your iPads, whatever you got, your phones, whatever, whatever you have. I, I go the old-fashioned way still. Proverbs 23, and I want us to look at 13 and 14. Proverbs 23. Do not hold back discipline from the child. <coughs> Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. Friend, listen to me. Fathers, listen to me. God has made a place on our body where there are no internal organs. <laughs> Just a bunch of feelings. Nerve endings. Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. Verse 14, you shall strike him with the rod and rescue, look at this, here's the punchline, and rescue his soul from Sheol. That's an Old Testament word for hell. That's what it says. Again. I'm not standing up here saying that you know, our children need discipline of that type on every situation. I didn't say that. I just said there's times where there is, that is needed. But I'll tell you what, when it says you rescue your soul from hell, if you and I love our children and we do, none of us want them ending up in hell. And you know what? Dads, Fathers, grandparents, granddads, I've had to spank my grandkids, not all of them. But I know what mom and dad want. I try to uphold that. Friend, listen, discipline with love. Set the boundaries so they can play, they can know what's going on, and there will be consequences if you don't. Number five. Simple thing. And it might even be stupid to you. 
eat one meal together a day. You say, why? Well, don't get fat that way. No, I didn't say that. What I meant is, that's a time to talk. That's time you find out what happened at school. That's time you find out what happened on the playground or what happened out playing or <coughs> you find out about that. You tell each other about what's going on in your day and that brings the family close. Number six, be the right kind of a role model. Deuteronomy six, four through nine says, listen Israel, the Lord our God is the only true God. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. How are we going to do that? And he goes on and, and tells us. Memorize his laws. And tell them to your children over and over again. Talk about them all the time. Whether you're at home or walking along the road or going to bed at night or getting up in the morning. Write down copies and tie them on your wrists and your foreheads to help you to obey them. Write these laws on the door frames of your homes and on your town gates. Be the right kind of a role model. You know, if I'm talking to my children, Bible uh, verses all the time. Time to get up, time to go to bed. If I'm applying that to my life and I talk to that that way to my children, that reminds me I better behave too. A role model. Honesty. Humility. Responsibility. This teaching by living. That's what it is. Teaching by living. You can say one thing, but if you live it, it means a lot lot more to children. Number seven. Show affection. I was raised in a divorced home and my mom remarried. But my stepdad and uh, I don't ever remember living with my real dad. But I want you to know showing affection is a big thing. Daughters love a hug from caring fathers. Sons need a touch, a hug around the shoulders. kids hopes boy this year at school his name is Colton also and uh, the first time we went into that that room together I had a bunch of stuff for him to read and to do and talk about and uh, we set two chairs side by side no other chairs around started reading this book about fishing, I think it was. And uh, before I knew it, his arm was over here leaning on my 
just just wanted to have touch. Just <clears throat> and, and when we would he would come out of the classroom and uh, he he would just be down. And uh, the teacher would look at me and either go like this or go like that about how the day's going for him. And, and especially the days when she said, not going good. All I had to do is put my hand on his shoulder as we're walking down the hallway and talk to him about him. Touch. Here, let's do it this way. What a difference it made in his life. He happened to meet the mom and soon to be stepfather. And she said, oh, you're the one he's always talking about. And I spent one hour a week with him. One hour. Show affection. They tell me that when a couple adopts a, a young baby, child, infant, that, and Arlen and I found this out by, by experience. We went to these people's home and they had just adopted a baby. We were very happy for them. And we wanted to share our congrats with them. And, and Arlen does her normal thing. Can I hold the baby? You know what she said? No. What? They say that that baby needs the mom touch constantly for the first three or four weeks. And nobody else should hold that baby. I don't know if I agree with that. But I'm just telling you what we're talking about right here, showing affection is a big thing. You know what else? In Matthew chapter 19, I don't know why this story's put in here. I don't know why God chose to put that little, that little three, four verses in there. But it's when people were bringing their children to Jesus, and in one translation says he's setting them on his lap, laying his hands on them and blessing, praying and blessing them. I don't know what that means, but I'm just telling you something. God, I believe, put that there on purpose to let us know affection, touch is needed. Now, obviously, there's the opposite side of that. I won't even deal with that. You know what I'm dealing with. You know what I'm talking about. Fathers, grandfathers, to be good, we need to show some, show some affection. Number eight. Everything is computer and iPad and phone and everything's TV and everything today is that way. This seems like a stupid thing to you, but I'm telling you something, things happen. Dads, granddads, read to your children. What? Yeah. Now, in our home, we had the daily devotions, and uh, Arla would read because she's a better reader than I am. 
by far. And so she would read, but we were all there. And we read that Bible story together. And we pray together. We talk about the story. You know, Arlen's one of those, that, well, what did you get out of that story? Well, how come that person did that? There's always some response there. <coughs> read to them. Read to them. What a blessing that can be. Listen to me. I know there are some dads here, some good dads here, and good grandparents here. But I want you to excel. The sacrifice is worth it. Men who are stepping up and getting the job done. Right here among us, there are some good dads. I know that and I appreciate that. But I want us to excel in that. And we're going to have a little video uh, by the skit guys. It's called A Father's Glory. Start over. Happy Father's Day, neighbors. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, it's a uh, family tradition. Wear your Father's Day gifts all day. Well, those sound like good gifts. Do they? You did not go to church dressed like this today. I guess. Hey, listen. Fathers, we try to provide. We communicate with grunts more than we do words. We leave the toilet seat up as a conscious act of rebellion. And we don't complain about our Father's Day gifts. That's a father's lot in life, my friend. It's not the gifts. Really not the gifts. 
See this? My daughter gave this to me for Father's Day when she was five years old. She said to my wife, Mommy, I need to get Daddy the best gift ever because he's the best dad ever. She even wrote here on the tag, Happy Father's Day. She called with this thing every night until she gave it to me. I was this little girl's whole world. One year they're getting new chair stuffed animals and then in the blink of an eye, Fish. They just grow up so fast. I just want to know that my role as a father matters before it's too late. I'm going to get that fish a reservation at Heartbreak Hotel. Our pastor this morning church said uh, scripture, a child's glory is their father. Sums it up. That's all I want to be. Just want to make my kids proud, encourage them, just be the man God called me to be. <laughs> Duty calls. Hey, you are your kids, Lord. Your daughter, she's not looking for a freebie. She's saying she wants to spend time with you. And your son, you think she has a good sense of humor? I am pretty sure that your kids still think you're the greatest dad ever. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Hashtag dads are awesome. <laughs> Hashtag dads are awesome. All right. All right. Thank you for listening today. Appreciate it. And uh, we're not done yet. A real quick like, I don't know how to do this particularly. Suggestions, Lloyd. I think there's one for every dad up here. Dads, come on up. All of you, up here. Why not? Where are you? Here, why don't you come by and get one of those first? Get one. Everybody take one. So get a picture here. Love shots. Here we go. Line up. Who's guilty? Too wide. Too wide. it together, guys. Too wide. Right. still in there.
Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Appreciate it.